This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, November 14th. This is episode 273. I'm Dan Ellis. I should be Ryan Duffy. Yeah, you should. Uh, I'll check later. You, you, okay. Is there some question <laughs> about that? Are you, not, are you not entirely sure these days? Sometimes. I don't know. Or just like, if you're going to be anybody, you should be Ryan Duffy. Yeah, I mean, that is a fact. Everyone <laughs> should have a glorious mustache on their lip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a moustache. Mm-hmm. So we have some stuff to talk about tonight, but before we do that, we have one thing uh, at the very top oh. of the show here that we need to do. <laughs> We're going to do it right mm-hmm. away? Oh, yeah. Well, if, you... if you have uh, misophonia, you might want to fast forward. What's a misophonia? A few seconds. The, the dislike of hearing noises, especially chewing. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't like that sound either, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Put your dick away. Okay. <laughs> So, so, so tell us, uh, tell us about what we're going to do. Yeah. Here. So this is from Dan Morris of the two skeptical chaps podcast. Thank and you. When I was in London, he bought us some Marmite to try. Uh-huh. And, uh, he said, he gave me very specific instructions that it only goes on toast. So okay. we have a thin it's layer on, on, it's toast on toast here. and, uh, he wanted us to try it on the show so that he could uh, experience our first time experiencing it. <laughs> so I I toasted one piece of bread and I think I may have over toasted it. We'll we'll have to see. It's it's it was a li- it was it was darkly toasted mm-hmm. th- through a toaster darkly. Um, and I cut it into four pieces and Tracy tried one piece and I told she, her not to say anything about she it. She took two bites. But yeah, she she did like not just have one bite and then throw it away. So. Apparently, uh, she didn't think it was god-awful, but uh, we have three pieces here, one for each of us to try. Go ahead and pick your poison, Ryan. Fuck, which, one's, which one looks the least disgusting? The smallest. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and I have already predicted Ryan is not going to like it. Yeah. yeah. Because he's not that big on food, and he only likes meat stuff. <laughs> and yeah, and this is made out of fucking vegetable. We're we're all we're all gonna do it at the same time, right? Oh yeah. So marmite. Oh, we should have we should have brought the jar down so we could read more about it. But but marmite oh, I can is smell it from a, here. Is is a it's one hundred percent vegetarian product. It's uh, made from vegetables and spices and stuff, and its consistency is very tacky, like <laughs> almost like caramel or like honey. Elmer's yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah, it's very tacky. Yeah, and so you guys both have your pieces. Let me grab mine here. I might need to take some home and just glue some wood together. <laughs> <laughs> it has it has a, a very strong flavor, very rich, strong flavor. Does it? Well, yeah, have you, you eaten? Smell. You I said flavor. I'm tasting it with my nose. This <laughs> <laughs> it does have a very uh, strongish scent. It's uh yeah. I can't really place the smell. It's 
like it, to me, it, not it smells like, like a like a shitty multi multivitamin. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of smells like it, vitamin. It totally reminds me of uh, beef bouillon, like the concentrated yeah. liquid yeah. bouillon, even though it has no beef in it. Yeah, I'm I'm detecting hints of beef, <laughs> <laughs> hints of. I I can't even yeah I can't even explain exactly what it smells like, but it is. It is very sticky, and we put a th- very thin layer on the bread. Like it's said to on the container. Yes. And so, are you guys ready? I, yeah. I guess so. Cheers. Let's see what it <laughs> tastes like. That is salty. That's what hit me first. Oh. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, super salty. You definitely do not need a thick layer of this. Oh. No. No, I put on a very thin, like... So what's happening now? About as thin as it could go. You guys are making faces. I don't want to swallow. It's very... Uh, I'm getting very bitter. Yeah. There's some bitter stuff in there. It's bitter and salty. It's very salty. It's, uh... (laughs) I'm just going to put the whole thing in my mouth. (laughs) <laughs> Ryan's, Ryan's oh. chasing it with his beard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that flavor just lingers. Like, like, I only chewed on one side of my mouth. Uh-huh. Like, that side of my mouth tastes like shit now. <laughs> now do you know what shit tastes like? Oh, I've been there. <laughs> uh-uh. Mm. You're not going to finish it? <laughs> no. I don't really know what else to say besides, uh. like, roasted salt. Yeah. It's, uh... um, it's definitely potent. Yes. It didn't, like the first bite, like I chewed like two or three times and all of a sudden like, there was the flavor. Yeah. It has a, it's, it's a very robust Mm -hmm. flavor. It's very strong. I I get why they say to use a very thin layer. It's very bitter. I can't quite place, like I can't describe it as tasting similar to pretty much anything else I've had. Uh -uh. Like it doesn't taste like vegetables though either to me. Mm Mm-mm. I think it like tastes the, more more meaty. It the, yeah, it doesn't the, have the an earthy... aftertaste is kind of roast beefy, if anything. It's almost like yeah, it's almost like uh, the rind of a prime rib that has been salted. You know when they you, when you cook it in the 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 salt bath or not yeah. the bath, but the the bed of the brine. Sal, the bed of salt mm-hmm. when you, when you cook a prime rib, it mm-hmm. it almost tastes like the rind of a prime rib. Yeah. Hmm. But that, that, that if you haven't scraped any of the salt yeah, off, yeah. Yeah, that saltiness and bitterness that hit really hard. I was like, ooh. And but I do kind of get your your smell or taste or combination of the two of like a multivitamin also. Yeah. It's, it's like it, a beefy multi multi <laughs> a beefy salty multivitamin. Like I actually from the smell of it, I'm like, this might not be horrible, but the that saltiness and the bitterness of it into my mouth. I was like, whoa. Or the smell, it, the smell also kind of reminds me of, uh, like if you get a, a bottle of antibiotics, like a bottle of amoxicillin, mm-hmm. it kind of smells like that. I, I wonder if the problem too is we're, it might be an American thing where we put, we make everything taste really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be, that's why other countries find this flavor to be like, that's not too out of the ordinary. It's not very American. <laughs> <laughs> not very American at all. It's 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 a little bit more bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a very unique. Yeah. Unique thing. I don't think it's something that I would purchase at the store as a as a regular. No. As a regular deal, like, and 
I'm sure I will, I will have more of it. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I would purchase additional amounts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I, it's just, the only thing for me is the, the, the salt content. It's just, I'm not Whoa, big on yeah. salt. Yeah. And so that, that right in the middle of the bite where it hits you is a little bit, it peaks a little too high on my salt meter. Like it's like eating a ramen packet. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but I like it. Just I the mean, flavoring, like the, the powdered. Yeah. Just yeah. that, just that yeah. packet. Yeah. Uh. I I like the flavor of this Marmite, but I just, the salt is a little too high for me. It is very unique for sure. What grades would you guys give it A through F? If A was like your favorite food and F was like the worst thing ever. Uh, I would say a C minus. Yeah, that's probably where I'd go. C, C minus. I'd go with the D because there's worse flavors out there than that. What's just the, the what's the very worst thing you've ever put in your mouth, like taste wise? Oh. <laughs> like speaking strictly about the flavor of the thing that's in your mouth. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I've, I mean, that that was probably up there. Yeah. Uh, I think most of it was just foods I've had overseas where it's like local stuff before. I'm like, oh, how the fuck? What is? What? Why would anybody uh, put this in their mouth voluntarily? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What about you? Yeah, I've been trying to think since you asked Ryan. I mean, I ate a horse once without knowing it. Oh, an entire horse? No, Damn. just a, a cheeseburger of a horse. A horse burger? Yeah. Yeah. In, in mm. Interlick. Oh, yeah? In How Turkey. was that? Uh, it wasn't bad because yeah. I was really hungry. Meat. It was yeah. meat, but so I, Ryan I, likes I, it. I started eating it and I was like, this tastes really gamey because gamey meat, you know, it's kind of usually a little drier and stuff. Yeah. So it was a drier, more gamier meat and I'm eating it and the guy goes, yeah, it's horse. I was like, what? Because horse is kind of like one of their main meat products over here. I'm hmm. like, oh, well, that wasn't on the menu. It just said cheeseburger. That <clears throat> that <clears throat> definitely lingers with you too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still there. It doesn't doesn't really go away. I've I've had several sips of water. Have you changed its ranking? <laughs> no, I would still I would still say a C minus. I actually like the aftertaste. Really? Because it's not. It's not so it's salty. It's not a saltier bitter. It's just kind of, it's just kind of that like savory sort of slightly beefy flavor. Yeah. I wish it was a little sweeter. Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it. Sometimes I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think the very, the very, one of the very worst things that I've ever eaten was, uh, I put, we, we have people over here for the holidays every year and i found a packet of crackers in the pantry that apparently had been forgotten for oh, a yeah. while and i ate one of those and it was like the most stale awful icky thing that i it like it wasn't it didn't look bad it didn't smell bad but as soon as i put it in my mouth and like bit down once I ran to the sink and spat it uh, out because it tasted so fucking terrible. I've mm. done that with like cocktail mix stuff before where I've like, oh, I haven't made this in a while. I go make it. And right I go back take to a Cox with you. I know. <laughs> and I go to drink it. I was like, oh, that was spoiled. Uh, I've done mm-hmm, that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's not one of my favorite things, but it was interesting. Mm. So thank you very much. That was, yeah. uh, yeah, I have no idea if that was a practical joke that he was pulling or probably he wanted if, it. if he's being genuine, but uh, either way, uh, thank, thank you for the you, gift thank you. and it was an interesting experience. Yes. Yes. Uh, definitely. 
So what's new with you guys? I, I've just been making shit out of wood. Uh-huh. Tons of wood turning. Tons of wood turning. I saw, you showed us a picture of a cup you made. Yo, uh, that, that one's only half made. We're going to put Oz and Lulu on that one. Yes. For uh, Sarah's grandmother. Putting pictures on them. Yeah, yeah. I got two. I've got a turnout tomorrow that going to do some more images. So we're going to try that tomorrow, getting the images on the wood. Hopefully I don't fuck up. Hmm. Fascinating. If I fuck up, I should be able to sand it off. Yeah. And you, sir? I've just been working and trying to get better and uh, at working, at tattoos. Sorry, I'm brushing not to toast crumbs off my shirt. Not in my personal life. Fuck that. <laughs> my personal self improvement. But... No, just trying to get better at my job. I, I might, I might have to drive down there sometime and get a tattoo by you. By me? Yeah. Who's gonna do it? Aren't you doing tattoos? Yeah, but you said you were gonna get it by me. Yeah, by you. Oh, by me. Yeah. Oh, I thought Not you were just gonna to... sit next to me and get one. Oh no, no, you as the artist. I see. From me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want? I don't know, but I kind of want to start filling in the rest of this arm. Like, there's a pretty big spot there, and I, I'm just, I haven't decided whether I want to get, like, a couple more little bigger pieces put in here than just do, like, a whole color behind everything, or if mm-hmm. I'm just still deciding on what I want to do, because I got this one p- pretty much completely yeah covered, and I kind of want to do the same with this side now. Okay. But... It's a long way to go for for a Matu, but you can. <laughs> for a Matu. <laughs> I drive a lot like anyways. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Ink by Matu. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. How are you, Dan? <clears throat> I've had better weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, last week I mentioned that I had a conversation with my father, the, the, the conversation that's been decades in, in the waiting or making. And that was on Wednesday last week. Uh, Thursday we recorded. And interviewed Brandy, which was awesome. What a fantastic guest. She was so, so very cool. What a great guest. Uh, I've chatted with her a little bit since then. Um, and she said that she was very happy with the finished product and said that she, in fact, didn't even hate the sound of her own voice. So <laughs> so that was good. good. She said that she and Sam had listened to it together and, and that she has also uh, noticed some donations from other uh, listeners of our show, just direct, uh, donations to her, uh, GoFundMe account. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much to all of our listening audience, uh, in particular, our Patreon members and people who are not even Patreon members, but have gone and donated to Brandy's GoFundMe campaign. Thank you all very, very much. So we recorded with her Thursday, Friday, I worked during the day and then received a phone call. Uh, it was, it was Tracy's mother's birthday Mm. and, uh, Tracy's grandfather wasn't feeling well. Tracy's mother is living with Tracy's grandparents so that she can take care of them because they're in their late eighties, early nineties. I think her, well, her grandfather will be 91 next week or the following week. So they're, they're getting on in years and yeah. they, they need some assistance around the house and stuff. So she's living with them. And, uh, because her grandfather wasn't feeling well, we, our, our initial plans were that we were going to take Tracy's mom to dinner for her birthday. And when we found out that her grandfather wasn't feeling well, we decided, okay, well, we'll just go and pick up food and bring it there. So that way, you know, typically Tracy's mom cooks for them, makes them dinner and everything. 
So that way her mother didn't have to cook and we could visit with mm-hmm. her mom and, you know, do the birthday thing and uh, also visit with the grandparents and, and feed them as well. So we got there and her grandfather didn't look very well at all. Like he's super pale and weak and he was shaking and, uh, you know, had to had to get help out of his chair over to the dining table to have dinner and then he was having a hard time feeding himself so tracy's grandmother tried feeding him and then he had a hard time swallowing Mm. so he started choking and almost vomiting and that was a whole bad deal and then we was he eating marmite probably it was it was not marmite i believe it was mac and cheese (laughs) um so you know he finally got a little bit of food in him but he hadn't been eating very well for the for the past couple days and ate a little bit, you know, wasn't doing very well with it, decided that he was going to go back and sit in his chair. So I helped him, you know, I helped him over to his chair and then he couldn't lift his legs up onto his ottoman, which was concerning. So I helped him put his feet up and then, you know, we went back to the table and Tracy's grandmother and mother and I and Tracy sat around just talking for a little while. It was, it was pretty interesting. Tracy's grandmother is uh, Danish. Uh, she's from Denmark. And was recounting stories of World War II mm. when Germany invaded Denmark. Yeah. And, you know, was just telling us all of these different stories about Nazis and, <laughs> you know, that the, she had gone to get wa- water one day as a young girl and a Nazi shot a hole in her bucket. <laughs> so she was upset about that. Um, like... A like, Nazi firing at a child for target carrying practice. a bucket of water shot a hole in the bucket of water, which you think, well, it sounds like something a Nazi would do. Um, <laughs> but she said not all of them were giant assholes. The, you know, some of the soldiers were friendly. Um, but, you know, just telling us a bunch of old stories about mm-hmm. living in Denmark and everything. So we leave and get a call the next day, you know, and, and in the meantime, Tracy and I leave. Tracy's brother showed up shortly after we did. And he just stopped by to say happy birthday to his mom and check on his grandparents. And he said that he didn't, that their grandfather didn't look very well. So, um, Saturday early in the morning, Tracy's uncle traveled down from North Ogden area and where he lives. And as soon as he walked in, he's like, we're, we're taking dad to the hospital because he's clearly not feeling well. So took him to the emergency room and discovered that he had had a mild heart attack. Oh, and uh, then was not doing really well at all. Like his magnesium levels were really low. His potassium levels were really low. His B12 was really low. Um, he was dehydrated. He well, just he's not taking food in and probably not liquid either for that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he was, he was in a poorly way. So yeah. the, you know, of course the emergency room doctor comes in and does his triage, uh, tries to get him stabilized and feeling a little bit better. And then has the, the consultation with the family members who were there. And we later learned that he basically presented worst case scenario. Um, you know, that he's had a heart attack, he's going downhill. Uh, he's not sure that he's going to be leaving the hospital. Um, and so then it was, you know, a flurry of messages for the whole family of, you know, grandpa's not doing well. You might want to come into town, see him off, you know, before he, before he leaves, de- de- before he departs this mortal coil Yeah. and Tracy's brother 
who lives in California booked tickets to fly out and everything. Um, Tracy, Saturday morning, we're sitting in the kitchen when all of this pops off. And I'm sitting there having my coffee. All of this flurry of activity starts happening. Tracy's like, well, my mom's at the hospital with my grandfather and my uncle. Uh, my grandmother is sitting at home by herself right now. So I'm going to go over and sit with her. Uh, and then I guess Tracy's uh, grandmother's brother and sister came over and they were visiting with her for a while. So Tracy went over there. There's a whole to do like all weekend long. Um, we didn't know if he was going to make it or not. Uh, finally they got him stabilized and moved to the main patient tower or whatever and said that, you know, they still weren't sure if he was going to make it, but that it was looking better and better. And then his health just steadily improved over the next few days and he was finally discharged just yesterday hmm. uh, and was put into a rehab home, like, like physical rehab to yeah. make sure that is, you know, that he is eating and able to take, you know, at least some care of himself and all of that before sending him home. I think they said that he would probably be in rehab for a week or two oh, Okay. before he is sent home. So there's all of that. Uh, and of course I had that phone call with my dad last week and I hadn't heard anything else from him until today. Yeah. Till today I went out and got the mail. Um, and before I, before I get to what I got in the mail today, um, my mother and I do a uh, monthly lunch with each other. Like we just meet somewhere for lunch once a month, just to catch up, chit chat, visit all that kind of stuff. And so Monday I went out to lunch with my mother and told her all about the call that I had with my father. We ended up staying at this little bakery, uh, slash restaurant that we went to. We sat there for like three and a half hours, just talking about stuff. And my mom's awesome. Made me feel better about a bunch of stuff and, um, things were going fairly well. Tuesday rolls around, Wednesday rolls around. We're recording today. I go out and get the mail and I see that I have a letter and the envelope, because my dad is such a tight ass is clearly from some other bill that he had received. It's the kind with the plastic windows mm -hmm. and he had written on a sticker and put it over one of the plastic windows with my address and name. There was no return address on it and the letter is unsigned. The letter is dated November 11th of this year, which coincidentally is the same day that on Facebook I uh, posted a picture of one of the LDS church presidents of your, um, it was, uh, and I pulled this picture from the website for the CES letter. And this is a picture of president J Ruben Clark. And it has a quote under it that says, if we have the truth, it cannot be harmed by investigation. If we have not the truth, it ought to be harmed. So I posted that picture and quote and a little blurb and a link to the CES letter. And, and the text that I posted for this was if you're a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and you haven't read the CES letter yet, why haven't you read it? What are you afraid of? You can read it here for free. And I posted a link to the CES letter online. That was on November 11th, which is coincidentally, maybe, perhaps it's not <laughs> just a coincidence, the date of this letter. Uh, it says, and this, I'll, I'll read the entire letter to you. It says, this letter is to inform you not to contact me at all in the future. 
I will not accept any phone calls, letters, emails, or posts on Facebook. I have unfriended you. This is a result of the way you have treated me. You are no longer on any of my accounts and out of my will. You said that you can't stand to look at me, so now you don't have to. This is all that needs to be said. Goodbye. Not even signed. Like I said, there was no uh, return address or anything on it, but it's clearly in my dad's handwriting and is from him. Um, So I got that when I came down for lunch today during work and Tracy was working. So I just took picture. I took a picture of it and sent it to her and said, when I sent it to her, well, I guess both of us don't have a father anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, her reply was just, wow. And then I sent it to my mother and she sent me some texts saying that she was sorry that this is happening and everything. Uh, I had a conversation with, um, my youngest child, Lydia, about this. I, I tried contacting Gray, but I know he was at work and I haven't had a chance to speak to him about it yet. But so, yeah, apparently my father, uh, who doesn't like being confronted about the bigoted, awful, hateful things that he has said in the past has decided to disown me, uh, because I, of the things you said, because, because I was mean to him. I've put up with 46 years of his bullshit. Mm. When I was a kid, he was terribly mentally abusive. He was physically abusive. He used to, he used to beat the shit out of me all the time. Uh, he'd beat the shit out of my sister. He'd beat the shit out of my mom, kick holes in the wall, fucking destroy furniture and everything. He almost, he, he took a loaded firearm into the backyard and was going to shoot the family dog one day. Uh, I've seen him kick the dog down the stairs. I, I mean, he's, a, he's, he's kind of a fucking monster, right? And I've dealt with that for 46 years of my life. And not once have I disowned him, but apparently when I tell him that he says hateful, hurtful things about the LGBTQ community. Which he does. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's true. And yeah. And we had that big, long conversation about it. Um, when I, when I, you know, confront him and tell him that his past history of doing and saying those things is the reason why he was not invited to Gray's birthday party and tell him that he should offer a sincere and heartfelt apology to both of my children for the things that he has said in the past. Uh, when I spoke to Lydia today, uh, they said that they had not heard anything from him. So Lydia was completely unaware that anything had even happened. She didn't know that I had spoken to him. Yeah. Obviously he has not contacted her to say, I'm sorry for the way I've. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't contact Lydia at all to, to apologize. I'm sure he hasn't contacted gray. Um, I don't even know at this point if my grandmother knows that he wrote this letter to me and sent it snail mail. Uh, I took a picture of it and sent it to her and just said, I received a letter from your son today. I don't know that she's seen it yet. And I don't know if she's aware that it has happened and I don't know what her response will be. Um, I, we initially were booked to have a Christian, <laughs> I guess maybe Chris, I, they, 
they, they view themselves as Christians, a, a Christian guest in <laughs> mm-hmm. the studio with us tonight, but uh, that fell through. And so that had fallen through, and then I received this letter, and before I sent the, the last message to you, Matt, when you said that the guest wasn't going to be able to make it tonight, I had already seen this letter, and I was contemplating what to say about it on the show or if I should say anything about it on the show and if we should play the phone call and talk about that and all of that. And I know that I am probably not thinking as rationally and logically as I should be because there's been some emotion throughout yeah. all of this. I, my with- phone call with Lydia was, was pretty emotional. Um, and I know that I'm not, I'm, I'm, I know that I may have, uh, some irrational desires (laughs) right now, which is why we said maybe we should to just burn it, it. to just burn everything to the fucking ground. (laughs) Um, but it has also been the case that for most of my life, I've had to be the adult in this relationship with my father. And so I'm not going to or we're not going to go through the phone call and everything tonight. Uh, I want to make sure that I still have some additional conversations with people and allow myself some time to cool down. But, um, we'll have to think about, or I'll have to think about what I want to do about that going forward, but just letting you all know. Um, and I also want to send a very sincere thank you, uh, to a few people who, have contacted me throughout this and were just incredibly kind. And, um, <clears throat> I haven't returned a couple messages. <clears throat> uh, Taylor, I got your message and that was, that was really, really kind. Thank you for that. Uh, I know <clears throat> I haven't called back and I haven't responded yet, but had a lot of other stuff going on too. And, and, uh, so I apologize that I haven't uh, been able to return your message or respond to it yet, but I did see it. And, uh, it, it, it had a, a big impact on me and I, I appreciate that very much. I don't, I, I, sometimes I don't feel worthy for, <laughs> for some of the great friends that I have. And, um, I consider you guys and Taylor among, among that, among those, that group of people that, uh, I'm just very fortunate to have around. And so thank you all. Um, we'll talk about some other stuff on the other side of a little break. How about Ooh, yes. some other stuff. <laughs> some we'll, other we'll, stuff. We'll, we'll take a break. And on the other side, puppies and kittens. Yay. Hey guys, this is Brandy Hamrick. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. Contrary to popular belief, we don't all fuck our cousins and we didn't all vote for Trump. And you're listening to the godless revolution. The state of mind that everyone's in, including the press in listening to him, is just, is to take, potentially the most serious things in the world not seriously and the the least serious things in the world like you know Meryl Streep or what he thinks of her acting uh you know that becomes a that dominates a whole news cycle it's uh, it's very upside down it seems to me to be quite new as opposed to I mean lies are are perennial but i feel like we're in a very different space now with with, with the consequences of of misinformation Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So this week had 
everybody glued to their televisions, radio stations. Or radio. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to uh, testimony Mm -hmm. in Congress about the impeachment process for Donald Trump and the investigation into all of the things that he's been doing terribly since becoming president, primarily focused on the Ukraine scandal. Yeah. Wherein he abused the powers of his office to extort actions from a no, from another, from the leader of another, another country. country for his own political gain. Yeah, for his own political gain in trying to smear Joe Biden who he viewed as the the person probably most likely to be facing him in the 2020 uh, yeah. election. And it doesn't matter if it was successful or an attempt. It still bears pretty much the same weight. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kind of like Moida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they so for for I'm sure much much better, more comprehensive, more legal information about this, you should absolutely head over to serious inquiries only mm. uh, and opening arguments um, where opening arguments in particular where I'm sure Thomas uh, and Andrew will will talk about this extensively and they do a fantastic job. I, I, it's a great show. You you all should listen to that whether it's just for impeachment stuff or not. But it's it's a fantastic show. You should go check it out. Mm-hmm. If you're not also already doing, yeah, so. I don't know how they would be on listening to our show and not know about that one. Yeah, yeah, because they um, love us so much, they listen to us all day long. Well, you're the mm. only podcast I listen to. Well, you <laughs> should listen to others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, so so I watched this. I had it on just in the background while I was working mm-hmm. all day on Tuesday. When yeah, the Wednesday was was it, was it just yesterday? Yeah, Jesus. So I got home from work yesterday and went and worked in the garage and had it on NPR in the garage. There is so much going on in my life right now. And I, <laughs> it all just kind of is going into a blur. But um, so I had it just on in the background and there were a couple things that, that stuck with me as I was listening. One of them was George Kent saying that basically when corruption is exposed, corrupt people get pissed off. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It, there, there were some murmurs in the chamber after he said the word pissed off or the phrase pissed off. And, um, the other thing that I've, that, that bothered me, I think, um, I think the ambassador, shit, what was his name? Uh, uh that's Steve Taylor, Taylor, ambassador Taylor. I think, I think he was a fantastic witness. The one thing that bothered me during his, during his testimony was that he was asked a series of questions about, you know, is what Trump did, do you, do you think that's illegal? Is that a crime? And he said, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I can't really make that judgment. I'm, I'm not an attorney, whatever. And, and the, the questioner, and, and I apologize, I can't remember who was questioning him. I think it was Castro. There was a lot. Yeah, I, I, I think it was Castro that was offering this line of questioning, and he, he started saying things like, okay, so let's say you go into a bank and you try to rob the bank. Is attempted robbery of a bank a crime? And he said, yes. And he said, okay, well, so if you try to murder somebody but are unsuccessful, is attempted murder a crime? And he said, yes. And he said, so, you know, trying to extort the leader of another country to do your political bidding for you, whether, you know, withholding funds from from this country uh, and, and trying to extort them to do what you wanted them to do and, and create these investigations is that a crime? And he said, oh, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I don't know. He should have just said yes. Yeah. Yeah, he should have. It, I mean, 
he wasn't it's not like they, the guy was saying specifically in this instance yeah. is what Donald Trump did a crime but you know we we can all understand that attempted bribery attempted extortion yeah. is is still a crime yeah and and for him to say no on those previous things and then on the one in particular here say oh i don't know i, I thought that was a little a little weasley but i also kind of get why he felt like he had to answer it that way yeah but, and also, like, with the Republicans, they attacked Biden quite a bit, which we'll probably talk about that. Yeah. But I was just remembering the parts where they were attacking Obama quite a bit, too. Like, <laughs> like they put Obama on trial where they're like, hey, so when Obama was giving blankets and MREs to the fucking uh, Ukraine, was that helping? It's like, at least uh, Trump gave them deadly weapons. <laughs> It's like what like what what does the aid that each of them gave this country what difference does that fucking make? The Republicans the the Republican side of the house was just a fucking shit show. It was they they weren't arguing that Trump didn't they, do these awful things. Yeah, they never said he didn't say that. Well, they're like he did not specifically say quid pro quo. He didn't use this Latin phrase mm-hmm. quid pro quo during any and, of his conversation. And he didn't tell them he was holding the money ransom. So <laughs> in fact, he even said, you know, there are other people who said that there was not a quid pro quo. They tried uh, to make that very clear. I, I did love it when uh, some I can't remember who brought it up because I was listening to it on the radio, which I got to say. The radio, which? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, though. I was listening to it on the radio, radio which. <laughs> which I think every NPR person must go through the same training. Oh, yeah? Because I'll be listening to it. Are you talking it. about the yes. very close to the microphone talk? Because I'll be listening to it. in a low it, voice. And every once in a calm. while, yeah. Every once in a while, someone would break in. Man, this is Republican leader. Jim, mm-hmm. blah, 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 <laughs> talking right now. Yeah, they only hire ASMR people. It's, yeah, it was weird because it would be a normal conversation and that would dim real quick and the person would come in to say who was talking. I'm like, every NPR person uses that same exact <laughs> fucking voice. It's like they're it's like they're calling a tennis match or a, or a golf tournament. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's mm-hmm. hit that one very well. It's yeah. rolling right toward the center of the green. But since I was listening to it on NPR, uh-huh. I wasn't visually like reading who was saying so. So I'd get the name once and I'm trying to listen to what they're saying and they keep breaking in over top of them asking a question to say who's talking. So, yeah, the other one of the other moments that I really liked was when Republicans, the who I again were just it was a total shit show. Uh, they they tried, you know, f- pushing off blame to other people. It was a ton of what about mm-hmm. It was like they they never even attempted to say that, you know, what there was that Trump didn't actually do these things. Um, well, but, they, but one of one of the people was like, well, you know, we don't even, we haven't even heard from this whistleblower and, and, you know, we, we want to be able to, to interview the person responsible for this whole charade and everything. And one of the, uh, democratic guys was just like, well, you know, I, I think that's a great idea. If president Trump would like to come and sit right, right here, there. he's welcome to do that. And they, and they, they, they complained, you know, the Republicans were whining and bitching that, well, the, you know, these are all just secondhand accounts and you mean, mm-hmm. oh, you didn't actually hear these things yourself. Somebody else told you about these things. 
well, you know, why, why are you even here? This isn't even, this isn't even yeah. firsthand knowledge from you. This isn't a firsthand account. Or when the guy starts going, have either of you even met Donald Trump? Why are you even here? <laughs> like you've never even met him. Like as if any of that fucking matters. Yeah. It, yeah. It was just, it was killing me that that was all that they could try to bring to this fight was, well, I don't think he's a bad guy. And so you guys are trying to cause problems yeah. or when, uh, and it's like, well, we would love to have, you know, firsthand witness accounts, but the white house, them. your, you know, the, the leader of your party has blocked those people from yeah. coming in to testify. So sit down and shut the fuck up with your whining. Like if you have nothing contr to contribute to this process, other than trying to sling mud at other people and deflect things away from the president when he's clearly committed crimes here. Yeah. Fuck off. Or there was also, they, they kept bringing up the fact that the president of Ukraine said there was no quid pro quo. He wasn't forced to do anything, but yet there was the CNN interview he was going to announce, but then ended up canceling. Mm -hmm. But then I loved it when uh, the Democrat, uh, yes, we like Democrats, uh, stepped up Most and basically, yeah, <laughs> stepped up and was asking them, basically saying, uh, goes, if you knew that this person controlled money that comes to your country in aid for weapons. And he wants you to say something. Are you going to go against him? Are you going to say, of course, that man who gives me money. Yeah. When the future, when the future of your own presidency is in question and your people are in serious yeah. danger, you need these funds and you need the United States to be an yeah. ally to you because Russia is invading parts your, of your yeah. country. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he needs to look strong to his country. So he can't be like, yeah, I I bent over and took it up the ass from fucking Donald Trump and did whatever he wanted. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it, it was just, it was, I, I think Adam Schiff was handling this very well. I think it was, there was a lot of explosive testimony. I mm -hmm. think it was really good. I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, Marie Ivanovich. Oh yeah. Tomorrow. tomorrow. I, that, that's the thing. Like the first day, even the Republicans are saying like, why are you here? You're not even a big hitter. Why are you opening up with this? It's like, yeah. they're opening up. With their They're laying slow the foundation. Yeah, yeah, this is this is we're we're playing a little softball right now. Um fast pitch is coming up this week. Yeah. Don't worry, we're gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get worse for you, Republicans. Yeah, it's pretty good. So and after I watched it all, I just I was so disgusted with Jim Jordan. Uh I, I was just thinking in my head of, you know, what a fucking sycophantic ass ass kisser he is. And so I just I, in our little uh show notes I put the Jim Jordan's a fucking joke. He's got his head so far up the president's ass that I fully expect Trump to to announce that he's the greatest centaur to ever be president of America. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, the Republicans were lining up and, and are so eager to kiss Trump's ass that I was sure I was watching the latest installment of the Human Centipede <laughs> movie series. <laughs> They're, they're just, they're all such fucking boot licking little fucking yeah. punks, man. What's what even a couple of them asked, are you a never Trumper? Yeah. And the guy's like, I serve whoever's, and I think he even brought up at one point, he goes, goes, I have been serving for X number of years. It goes, I've served three Republicans and two Democrats. Yeah. He goes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Goes, my George job yeah. Yeah, is, is to serve. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a great answer. It was just, I, it, it was Republicans should be embarrassed about how far they're willing to bend their own principles, if they have any at yeah. all left, to try to protect this fucking monster. And 
what kills me about this whole thing is we've seen a steady progression of Trump getting worse and worse and worse in the criminal acts that he's been conducting as president of the United States. If he doesn't face any consequences for admitting to sexual assault of women before he's even elected to office. Mm -hmm. And in fact, after that comes out is elected as president Mm -hmm. of the United States. If he doesn't face any consequences for wrongdoing um, for, for Charlottesville, for yeah. Russia, for Russia, you know, uh, fucking around with our elections yeah. collusion for what's, I mean, there's just, there's such a long list that it's hard to even recall any, any, any individual points here. But I mean, all of these major things that he has been caught in, but has faced no consequences. If Republicans in Congress allow him to get away with extorting the leader of another nation, knowing, I mean, he's faced absolutely no consequences his entire life for any of this. And if Republicans allow him to go unchecked with this, what will he do next? Whatever the fuck he wants. Exactly. He knows I can do whatever I want and nobody will ever hold me accountable. And well, even a bunch of the Republicans are, were jumping on his, well, we need to investigate the he was trying to investigate the uh, the uh, election scandal from Ukraine. It's like there was I'm like we've already in, this has been investigated. Ukraine had no link to the election meddling. Yeah, it's absolutely it fucking bullshit. Russia. Yeah, yeah. All of our intelligence agencies have concluded. Yeah, they've all said that it was Russia. There was nothing to do with Ukraine. And what the fuck is he talking about? We want to find the email, Hillary Clinton's email Email server server in Ukraine. Does he not fucking understand how computers and electronics and data actually fucking work in the real world these days? You don't have to have the physical fucking machine. That data can be transmitted to a hundred different locations at the same time. That's why, because the cloud is in Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) I hear it's really cloudy over there. That's where Amazon does all of their things. Bezos is a terrible person. So we're going to go in. We're going to destroy the cloud in Ukraine. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. (laughs) Best centaur ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't imagine what he will do if he is not impeached and removed from office mm-hmm. because it will be sending him a signal that, okay, yeah, I guess you really can just do whatever the fuck you want and there will be no consequences. Yeah. yeah. So it will only get worse and he will end up dragging the Republican party down more and more as things progress. It will get to a point where the country will break or the Republican party will break. Uh, I would much prefer the former. Yeah. And if it's the latter, I'll probably move. <laughs> you'd re- wait, you'd prefer the country to break? No, I no, said the Republican party, party will break, break or the country will break, and I would much rather oh. that it that it be the former I, than I the latter. I thought you said it in the other. I may have. If so, then I yeah, knew which I one you'd prefer because I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you wouldn't prefer the country being yeah. completely destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it's already fucking banged up and being held together with duct tape, but if the Republicans strip that off and it just completely fucking breaks, then I might as well live in fucking anywhere else. Like anywhere else that I can have a modicum of freedom and not worry that our president is going to launch nukes wherever, or just, uh, just do whatever the fuck he wants. Just Mm -hmm. rape somebody on the white house lawn one day because he can, and he knows that nobody is going to hold him to account for it. I did see what I would classify as an honest Trump supporter on the news the other day. Oh, yeah? 
They were, Can't wait to hear this. They were interviewing different Trump supporters down in Florida. Did they talk about how much glue they ate per day? Or no. <laughs> no. But the guy, they're all de- dealing with real estate. So uh-huh. it's, it's Florida, man. It's one of them. There's a lot of Florida <laughs> men. Vice has a whole show on them. <laughs> but uh, they had interviewed three different uh, real estate agents or people in real estate. And two of them were like, yes, this this boom is because of Trump. This boom is because of Trump. And one guy was like, yeah, I still, you know, I voted for him. I still, you know, I don't like the stuff he says. But he goes, I don't think this economic thing has anything to do with Trump. Mm-hmm. He goes, me doing good in business. He goes, this is a trend. Mm-hmm. He goes, I've been doing this for like 30 years. He goes, there's ups and there's downs. There's ups and there's downs. He goes, just so happened we're on an up right now. He goes, I've been on ups, upswings during Republicans and Democrats. He goes, I don't think it has anything to do with the man in office. No, I think I, I think he's wrong there. Like, it definitely has some things to do with the man in office. Well, it does, but he's like, for his business, how well he's doing or not. Like, hey, I'm oh, selling yeah. homes. I'm not selling homes. He goes, it's the housing market has swings, like when it's doing good, when it's doing bad. He's like, I don't think, he's basically like, I can't credit Trump for my business doing good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which the other two were saying, oh, yeah, my business is doing good because of Trump. Yeah. Yeah, tell that to farmers or steel workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. coal miners, mm-hmm. or <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all of the people that he has promised to help and is fucked over, like yeah. anybody in the middle class and their taxes. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. D- depends on what job you're in. Mm-hmm. He's in real estate, and there's a real estate boom in Florida right now. A lot of people are moving there, so of course he's fucking doing good, dude. And I <clears throat> so last year at this time, uh, I can't remember if I was uh, if if the government was shut down this same time last year or if it was it in was, December. It was December because I remember it was there was the fear of it being I think closed it was, during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, and it was closed for a long two, time. Three weeks? No, longer than that. Was I, it? I think it was almost two months. Well, I'll have to double check that. It was a long fucking time. It was the longest government shutdown yeah. in, in yeah. history. I was emergency essential for, so I still went. To yeah, work. and me too. I still had to work for no pay. Um, and it's looking like that may be the case again. Yeah. Because that is not being talked about right now because, uh, November, I think it's the 19th. I think it's, I think it's next week that they have to have either a continuing resolution or a new budget passed and they're not going to pass a new fucking budget. No. So, but what would have the government, uh, distracted right now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just can't imagine what, what, uh, what that would be. Um, well, and Trump has has threatened to shut it down over all of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just holding that out, which takes the country hostage. An- another again. Ex- another way to extort people. Yeah, I can just exactly. see him being in his office. Well, I'm going to stop these impeachment hearings by shutting the government down. Then he realizes, oh wait, they can still go have these hearings while it's oh yeah. So That's so we may works. be facing another shutdown, even if it doesn't shut down this month. The the chatter that I've seen is that. They will probably pass just another continuing, yeah. uh, another continuing resolution, but that it will only be good for 30 days. Yeah. So then I would be, you know, working for no pay during Christmas, which yeah. would be awesome. And the thing is, I mean, I don't know how I've been in federal service for what, 16 years now. Mm-hmm. And I've been only two shutdowns. Yeah. One under Obama and one under, uh, fuck, fuck Cheeto. Yeah. And it looks like fuck Cheeto is going to give us a second one. Quite possibly, although it would be just one more hit against him. I mean, it's his poll numbers are are sinking. I just don't understand the people who are ride or die for Trump. I, <laughs> like, like they're all in for this fucking yeah. monster. Yeah. 
It's about, and they're still out there. Yeah, There's a yeah. bunch of them still. Yeah, and it just, it like it doesn't matter what he does. There are some people for whom he could shoot somebody on Fifth oh, Avenue, yeah. and they would still be like, "Well, the guy probably had to come in." Did you see that clip on CNN? He's probably the guy who took Hillary Clinton's emails. There was there was a fucking ride or die Trumper on a CNN little interview thing, and that was went through all these questions. And the last one was, if Trump shoots someone on Fifth Avenue. Would you still vote for him? Guess what the person's response was? Oh, absolutely. No, it was, well, I got to know what they did. <laughs> it's like, well, no, Trump's not a cop. So, yeah. Like, you're you're basically saying, well, I got to find out, out if they deserved it or not. He can just carry out an unlawful killing of a United States citizen. And they'd be like, well, maybe the guy had it coming. Yeah. Shouldn't have dressed like they wanted to get shot. <laughs> did he vote Hillary? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> fucking ridiculous yeah i just can't with these people i don't i don't know what else to say about it mm-hmm. it is maddening um yeah so we have a couple of news items that we can we can talk about real real quickly in our remaining time and we'll do that right uh after this oh Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. And uh, not scorning the, the three delightful children who result, who are everything to me and who are my only chance of even a glimpse of a a second life, let alone an immortal one. And I'll tell you something, if I was told to sacrifice them to prove my devotion to God, if I was told to do what all monotheists are told to do and admire the man who said, yes, I'll gut my kid to show my love of God, I'd say, no, fuck you. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! What news do you have for us, Matt? Well, I have some short things. As I mentioned before, there was some... News? There was an idea that we were going to have a guest tonight, so I hadn't oh, really yeah. spent much time during the oh, week right, right, yeah. looking for stuff. So it's been hastily gathered. Is, but, uh, is this guest going to reschedule, or is he just kind of like... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll talk to him. I'll see. Okay. Um, Columbus, Ohio. The Ohio ha- uh, House sent to the Senate on Wednesday a measure that would prohibit public schools from penalizing students for some work that contains religious beliefs. Critics have called the bill unnecessary or valuing religion over secularism. One critic said under the bill, if a student turned in homework saying the earth is 10,000 years old, a belief held by some creationists, they couldn't get docked in their grade. What? What? Why? No. It's not not factual. Yeah, I know. uh, This is school, not fucking seminary with your fucking fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. You go to school to learn facts. Facts. Yeah. Or, (laughs) yeah. Or even if you want to be most charitable, you say you learn the, the best science of today, which would save four and a half billion years, not 10,000. Yeah. So. And yeah. And you don't get to just, you don't get to just hand wave away what is objectively true Mm -hmm. based on what we know. 
and say, well, I don't, I don't want to believe that. So I'm just going to say my religion teaches the, the, the earth is only 10,000 years old. So climate change isn't a problem. You know, dinosaurs lived with, with humans. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, the continents have always been where they are now. There was a global flood. Like, yeah, none of that is, none of that is true. And you can't just say, well, you can't give me bad grades because that's what I, that's what my religion teaches. No, fuck you. Go to a religious school then. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are you even or, doing here? Why, yeah. why are Go you even here? Yeah. And it's been 10,000 years church. for way too long. Sunday school. I think by <laughs> now it should be at least like 10,000 and like eight years old. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence this week attended a federal government event during which he bragged about the Trump administration's latest attack on LGBTQ people. The vice president heralded a fast-tracked pro uh, proposed policy from the Department of Health and Human Services that would reverse an Obama-era rule barring discrimination by adoption and foster care agencies against LGBTQ people and same-sex couples. Yeah, which is bullshit. I'm really, yes. I'm really surprised. Did I mention it last week that I'm, I'm really surprised that with as, as narcissistic as my father is that he's not a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. Like, like there are so many of Trump's mannerisms and the way that he speaks and the way in which he lies and gaslights people all the time that remind me so much of my father that I am genuinely surprised that he is not a Trump supporter, yeah. particularly since we live here in Utah yeah. and my dad is now Mormon. So maybe your dad's a self-hating narcissist. I maybe, maybe Trump reminds him too much of himself. Maybe. I mean, that could be, he's never happy. Like mm -hmm. maybe I, I guess Trump's never happy case. either. Yeah. Is he? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Only I'm, when people cheer for him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he had a little smile at the football game before yeah. he realized all the boo when before all the booze started taking over the Like he finally found a place. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Smiling and wave oh ooh. I'm gonna steal myself against these booze. Mm. Yeah. I don't like it, I don't like it at all. <laughs> but with the with the adoption thing, I mean he also wants to get rid of the the, the ability for you to have an abortion. Maybe not you because you can't conceive a child. Or me. Or you. Uh, but, <laughs> but he doesn't want people to have abortions. Uh, right? Obviously. Okay. Yeah. He would rather you maybe give it up for adoption. Like, Choose like give birth to, to and, a good Christian family. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I was going to say, but now there's not enough good Christian families to adopt this child now. And there's, there's good homes of people willing to adopt him, but they're gay. So you're going to be like, well, nope, that's not a good home, Ryan. It's a bad home because they're yeah. gay. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to let this kid sit here in the system and suffer and maybe turn 18 and get kicked on the streets and have a family to go to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, wh I don't know why that should be surprising. I mean, if they it's were brown not. kids, he'd throw them in cages. He has no problem with that. True. So a little extra time in foster care is a good deal. I'm surprised mm -hmm. he hasn't put up a bill that says no more adopting brown kids. Yeah. The whole, the whole administration has just got to go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I really do hope, not to sideline the next one, that Pence gets wrapped up in the whole impeachment thing. Oh, he will yeah, be. I think he will. He will be. He's been directly implicated in this as well. Mm -hmm. But I haven't, like at the hearings, I haven't heard anything yet with, like, from the first two witnesses that directly said, yes, Pence was a direct, I've heard that they're during the uh, You've read closed doors. About it, yeah. Yeah. But I'm waiting to hear that come out during the open Oh uh, yeah. The, the, it's. The, the Republican party is rotten top to bottom yeah. and 
it's disheartening to see so many people who, you know, we can have differences of, of political opinion and, and I'm yeah. sure that they think that they're, that they're doing the right thing. A lot of them, well, prior to Trump, or, I think a lot of them, you know, despite their differences in political views and, and how best to move the country forward or take care of its citizens, I'm sure that there are a lot of Republicans who are acting in good faith with, you know, I disagree with my democratic colleagues, but we're both trying to improve things. We just have a different view or approach on how best to do that. And I don't think you can say that about many Republicans these days. Any Republican who is supporting Donald Trump Mm -hmm. at this point, I think has zero fucking ethics or integrity. Exactly. That's what I was going to say, because you, you might've been able to say that even as, even as awful as they were to uh, Obama, you still might've been able to say some of that stuff, except to watch them criticize Trump when he was, when he was running his campaign and then, and then to watch them sort of slither in line and now support him as, as seemingly yeah. fully as they do is looking at you, Lindsey Graham. S- yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's so disingenuous that it's obvious, you know? Yeah. I w I would argue that if the votes were secret, they would vote. To impeach I read an, I read an interesting article about that that says that they could have secret votes. Oh, could it's, they? I mean, because the, they get to set their own rules. The Senate could, could create rules that say it's going to be a closed ballot. Like it's not going to be an open vote. They could do that if they so desired. I always thought it had to be open and transparent votes. Nope. I did not know that. Cause I honestly think if they do a closed secret ballot, you'd get a lot more uh, Republicans kind of being like, yeah, I, I think so. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin my career by openly voting for this, but if it's a secret and nobody knows which way I voted. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's also the case, but that also is very disheartening to think that, well, I'm going to look out for my own personal interests yeah. ahead Ex- of the country and what I know is actually right. I mean, yeah. that that yeah. is a display of an absolute lack of ethics. Because mm-hmm. you know why? Money. And integrity. They want that fucking paycheck. They want mm-hmm. those fucking endorsements. They want those fuck. They want the shit coming in from their, their sponsors. Yeah. And they, I mean, they... But that's the other thing too, is that they could have lucrative career. It's, I think it's power. They love the power that their office mm. brings and they abuse it all yeah. the fucking time. And so it shouldn't really shock them or us that the, the leader of their party is abusing his power to levels unseen, heretofore unfor, un, unseen in the office of the presidency. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'm. I've not really been kind to the Republican party for a very long time because they've been shitbags, especially when the whole tea party shit started yeah, rolling through yeah. and all of that. But that's when I think it got the worst, but they're just, they're absolutely fucking terrible these days. They're, uh, they, they seem to be completely devoid of ethics, morals, integrity, fucking courage. <laughs> they're all a bunch of fucking craven little cowards cowering behind Donald Trump's red fucking tie that's dragging on the ground behind him yeah and they keep winning (sighs) no they don't ridiculous well because they cheat well no i'm saying but like in the most recent like elections what they turned over how many seats to democrats uh well virginia is now a a blue state and the Uh, kentucky now has a democratic governor i think mississippi went still went, went republican yeah yeah but still i mean they keep turning seats over Mm-hmm. C-H-U-R-N-I. They're, and, they're go- and they're going to continue a steady 
progression of, of losing until their party becomes so irrelevant that another party moves in to fill the void. Hmm. And I hello Tea Party. Can, and I, no. can, I can only hope that they're not as bad as the current Republican Party. Because I hope it's I, the Whigs. I, uh, I bet it'll be worse. A more I, radicalized I think, it, I think if of they're it. I think if they're worse than the current Republican Party, they would be completely irrelevant. We're we're going to have to move to a more a more centrist governing body uh, in I, order to get anything in in order to get anything done. I hope the and, Democrats just step in yeah. and then we get an actual left party. That would be, that would be awesome. Yeah. But I'm saying we're, but yeah, the way we conduct our, our polling here in the United States, it's, it's going to be a two party system until we mm-hmm. change the way that we vote. Mm-hmm. And Republicans are, I think headed into the, the fucking tank. They're going to, they're going to go the way of the Whigs. They're going to go, the mm-hmm. way of, of parties who have existed in the past, but don't anymore because those parties became entirely too corrupt. And that's where Republicans are headed. And they seem all, they're, they're, they're here for it, man. They're like, fuck yeah. Jim Jordan's like, how fast can, can I create the demise <laughs> of the Republican party? <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. Oh, that's good. Madison, Wisconsin. A Republican-authored resolution recognizes Thanksgiving week as National Bible Week. Ugh. It declares that reading the Bible has contributed to the moral fiber of society. The Madison-based national nonprofit Freedom From Religion Foundation, which advocates for the separation of church and state, has criticized the resolution, saying that legislators are promoting their own religion. Quote, for the assembly to consider a resolution basically endorsing one holy book over another is totally inappropriate. And it's also inappropriate for the legislature to endorse religion over non-religion, said Annie Laurie Gaylor, the group's co-founder. Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Majority Leader Jim Steinecke told reporters before lawmakers took the floor Tuesday that the chamber has traditionally recognized different religions. Quote, it seems like the other religion we're willing to take shots at is Christianity, Steinecke said. The assembly approved the resolution 86 to nine with no debate and all the legislate, uh, legislators who voted against it are Democrats. Like Madison is usually a very liberal area of Wisconsin. Doesn't sound like it. Not anymore. Hmm. Oh, that's going downhill. <laughs> Thanks fucking Paul Ryan. Uh, who's, who's Scott the fucking Walker. Republican? Ron, is it Ron Johnson from Wisconsin? Was he from Wisconsin? He's Ron Johnson's fucking, from Wisconsin. He's another fucking uh, Trump bootlicking sycophant. Yes, there are some horrible people that have come from Wisconsin. And I know Ed Gein was one of them. <laughs> All hail Ed Gein. Well, it's a good thing you got out, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love Wisconsin. Yeah. You got, you got one more for us? Sure. Okay. Uh, trying to decide which one to do. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Ooh, decision. I had myself like like muted. whether I should unmute myself. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's over there musing to himself. Mm, yeah, decision. This is just, and oh, I had myself I'm, on mute. I'm fucking muted. <laughs> A ninth grade student at Buffalo's International Preparatory School in New York says she was forced to remove her hijab by an assistant principal. Quote, he was like, take that thing off your head. You're not Muslim or Arabian. Oh. Uh, that's what Naja Travis claims assistant principal Marin Leonga told her after pulling her aside on Monday. She refused and called her mother. 
When Levita Franklin arrived, she said she was speaking with a, with a second assistant principal, Patrick Doyle, who told her it's district policy to provide proof of per- participating the Muslim faith to wear a hijab. What? Just the Muslim faith? What? If, if and, you want to wear a hijab, yeah. And what, I mean, isn't the hijab proof of you participating yeah, in the Muslim yeah, faith? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's like, a good point. It's like, do I have a membership card I have to like, show you? Do I need to bring my imam here to fucking talk to you? What the fuck? Right. Like, I, I, like I, how, how shall I prove to you that I am practicing yeah. the Muslim faith beso- beyond the hijab that I've decided to wear to school? Does, does a person have to bring their, their fucking priest in to wear a cross? <laughs> uh, I don't know. In a recording of the convers of a conversation played by Franklin for our cameras, Doyle can be heard saying, quote, it is a district policy, close quote. When Franklin asked whether it was uh, new, he replied, it's not new. We send a transcript to representative from the school district. Buffalo schools, chief of staff, Darren Brown said it is not a policy <laughs> for the district that students are required to provide proof of religion. And they, um, the, I mean, yeah, that, that should not be a thing that would ever exist anywhere that you need to prove what religion you are in yeah. a public school. Like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Really bizarre. See, or, or, you know, to have to justify any form of speech in your clothing. Yeah. And, and, you know, not that I think that anybody should be wearing a hijab. I, I think that's, a, oh, but if they want really, to, they should. Well, sure. If they want to, but, but it's also a, a lot way of that to is oppress women. Like, yeah, like that, that's kind of like saying, you know, well, you know, sure. You could become a wife to a polygamous sect leader only if you want to, but when you're raised in that and steeped in it and, and it's, it's part of what you're taught and indoctrinated your entire life into it, you know, do they really have a choice there? I I would say, but it, but to have, but to say that you have to prove that you mm. are no fuck you, buddy. Like that's terrible. Well, did you see the one with the the girl that was running track that got disqualified for her, her hijab after setting a personal record? No. Yeah, the I guess she she was I guess she's a really good runner, mm-hmm. and she wears a special like a tracksuit that lets her conform to her religion. Mm-hmm. And she runs really well, but they said, do they call it a hijab? <laughs> they might. Cool. Cause you know what? If they don't Matt, you need to patent that shit <laughs> now. I need to matten that. Yes. You need to matten that. <laughs> and we need to send that over to Iran where that is going to be killer. Oh man. Iran. <laughs> I like it. That's a good pun there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the middle of their track season. She was doing, she had set her personal record on a, tr- on a race and then she got disqualified. Because? Because of uniform. Her uniform was, was, was out, of, out regs. of code or out of standard. And they said, well, it hasn't been out of regs any other race. Uh-huh. Wait, are, said, you, are you saying that with an E or an A? Uh, a. Rags? What? Race. Yeah, I know I know how to spell race, but <laughs> what, are you saying regs? Like regulations? Regs, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds like the, say, it sounds like the way you say, say rags. rags. Regs. Out of regs. Regs. Yeah. It's out of okay. regs. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can see how you could. See. Yeah. It's a little bit of Wisconsin came out there. <laughs> out of regs. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and so her uniform wasn't uniform. Another one. Correct. Okay. Because she wore it was all black all the way down to her ankles and stuff. And we're also just wearing shorts and which I would think would give her a disadvantage. Yeah, I would too. But, uh, yeah, they disqualified her for it. And they said, well, you need to come here before each race and show us 
proof that this will not give her an advantage or whatever. And she's, they're like, we've never had to prove that before mm. for anything. And she's back running again, but yeah, I thought it was kind of bullshit. I think, I think it was just because she was wearing hijab that they said, nope, she's disqualified. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that'll wrap things up for us tonight. We're, we are, we are trying to do shorter shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that will conclude things for this evening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Alan Firth. New Mania. Christy Kalbach. Gaytheist. Stephen Andrews. Let the Meat Covfefe. Two Skeptical Chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Nico oh. Gonzalez. Sorry. <laughs> Ali <up>. Olsen. <laughs> Utah Outcast. Wes Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Jesus, Dan. Brandy <laughs> Hamrick. <laughs> M- Megan Kennedy. <laughs> Jesse Pointer. <laughs> Pointer. Yeah, I know. I like to say it that way. Though. Bobby Digital. <laughs> Is it me? Okay. Yeah. Freethinker215 and Ralph Wiggum support the National Abortion Federation. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. And Corey Ebert. Thank you all so much. Sorry I fucked that up so terribly. <laughs> it makes it better. It's it's <laughs> it's rough because well, because when I look at the screen, you sit behind me, right? So you can you yeah. can kind of you got a bird's eye view yeah, of the yeah. rotation going on, and I'm just like, I'm reading stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I don't have to try to count to three all the way to three. <laughs> like over and over again. <laughs> uh thank you all very much for contributing to the show and for contributing to uh us helping Brandy and Sam. Uh, if you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And that helps Brandy and Sam because we'll be contributing all of our Patreon earnings to them throughout the end of the year. And so until next week, crucify the Mormon church and its fucked up ways of treating people in the world. Mm hmm. Leave a review if you would like to see this Cheeto stain removed from the United States. Yes. And rate the show five times a day toward hijogs.